Hey, this is Pastor Justin Krupski with you all at Bringing It Home. We're going to go ahead and keep moving forward through the book of Ephesians together as parents, as children of God, seeking to be the parents that God has created us to be, uh, the parents that our children desperately need us to be. And we are in chapter 5, verse uh, 3, all the way through 21. And Paul addresses sexual immorality. Uh, he talks about how sexual immorality, this kind of sin in our life, has the ability to basically put us to sleep spiritually. And he talks about how we need to wake up. And there's a call from an old hymn within early church, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And, and maybe this podcast is going to be a wake-up moment for us as parents that we need to address this with our children's sexual immorality. As I think about addressing sexuality with our children and what the Bible has to say about what is right, what is wrong, um, I think about a podcast series that we put together a couple years ago. It's called The Birds and the Bees. And so for the next five weeks, what I'd like to do is reshare this podcast with you all and encourage you as parents to have these godly conversations with your children and uh, look for resources to do whatever we can to have this conversation with our children about sexual immorality and the temptations that they are going to face, the temptations that they are facing. And certainly, if you have questions, you can always email me at jkrupski at trinityuka.com. So please enjoy uh, this podcast called The Birds and the Bees, Part 1. And so I'm hoping that we can take some godly wisdom and bring it home specifically about sexuality, dating, and marriage to our sons and our daughters. I'm not sure how old your kids are, if they're if they're infants, if they're toddlers, if they're in elementary school, middle school, high school, or if they're young adults or grown adults, but certainly we as parents are called uh, to talk to our kids about sexuality, dating, and marriage. And the Bible actually has a lot to say about it. And maybe you are already in conversations with your son or your daughter, or maybe you're trying to figure out at what point is it appropriate to talk to them and how exactly do I do it. I think all of us growing up, uh, we had different parents, certainly, and they probably all had different techniques. Some parents maybe didn't even approach the issue with us because it was too awkward. Some parents probably hit it straight on with us. Uh, some parents probably gave us poor wisdom, bad wisdom, and some parents maybe gave us some wisdom. I know my parents, what they did with me, the one thing that sticks out the most is I remember my dad just put some books underneath my door and just shoved them in there and expected that I would read them and never did any follow-up with me. So that's what my dad did. Um, my dad did, because he's a marriage counselor, he did talk to me, especially as I got older, like 16, 17, 18, he talked to me a lot about uh, the temptation of premarital sex and just uh, gave me words of encouragement and gave me some some hard-hitting wisdom of how that can affect my future marriage. And so what I want to do for five weeks is talk through just some wisdom when it comes to how we can talk to our kids or what kind of tools we give our kids so that they can have a great marriage someday because certainly that's God's desire for them if they get married and 90% of people are getting married singleness is a gift but yet most of our kids are going to get married and I love it I love the Bible because in the book of Proverbs again and I've said this before this is a parent writing to their son writing to the daughter and there's power in writing letters uh, to our children and in an issue of sexuality as awkward as that can be for us I do believe there's great power for us as parents and that we should all write letters to our sons, to our daughters, expressing sexuality and dating and marriage truths that certainly we can follow up and, and talk more about face-to-face, -face, but perhaps a letter is the most uh, non-threatening, least awkward way for us to approach the topic. 
And again, I don't know if you've already started talking to your kids. Uh, my oldest son is 11. I have talked to him. I have talked to my son who's eight, my daughter who's six, my daughter who's six. The way I talk to her is I just pray over her at night oftentimes and just praying that she's going to be a godly wife someday, that she's going to read her Bible, uh, love her husband, and that she's going to marry a man who, who loves her deeply, but more important than that, loves Jesus and reads his Bible. So that conversation's already beginning to take place about a future marriage. With Toby, Toby knows my 11-year-old one thing specifically that sex belongs in marriage not outside of marriage and it's pretty clear and I bring that up quite a bit with him same thing with Graham especially with different shows that they see on TV or, or different things that they just are exposed to I bring that truth up with them what I'd like to do uh, through this series I actually wrote a letter a few years ago to Toby that I've not given him yet but again this could be a tool and maybe you can use this as an encouragement for you to write a letter to your son or your daughter just to begin the conversation what I want to do is read the first paragraph in this letter for you today just to get our thoughts going as far as how can we approach this topic with our kids with some godly wisdom. And so here's the letter that I wrote to Toby uh, and that I'm going to be giving to all of my kids someday when they are ready to date. And so it begins this way. Son, since you are officially allowed to date now and since your mom and I taught you that dating is specifically for those who are intentional about pursuing marriage, I have some wisdom that I want to pass on to you so that your dating leads to as great as a marriage as your mom and I have. This first point, son, the first point of a great marriage begins with you and your spouse being on the same page with your relationship with Jesus. Now you have seen the faith in your mom and me through the years and we pray that you know Jesus like we know him. God tells us in the Song of Solomon that he wants your wife and he wants you to see him alive and active in each other. As we hear the bride say that she sees God in her groom as he comes towards her down the aisle for their wedding ceremony. He also tells us, God does, that it is not good to be unequally yoked. This son is the key, the foundational key to a great marriage. Because with Jesus in the midst, all things are possible. You know people aren't perfect. You know that you are not perfect. And son, you will not marry a perfect woman. woman. Marriage will take work. That's why you need Jesus as the foundation. Jesus will give you both accountability in your commitment and resolve to making things work. He will teach you both how to forgive and he will continue to teach you that you are called to serve one another by putting each other's needs above your own. And as you go about pursuing a young lady, your mom and I pray that you make this the number one priority. Make sure you and her agree on Jesus and that she wants to follow him just like you. A couple of tips of how to find a woman with faith in Jesus. First, I would say... To continue to be a Christian. Just stay involved in church, in the, in the youth ministry, right? Bible studies, retreats, mission trips. You know, and then when you go to college someday and you want to date, find a Christian woman through a Christian ministry. So just stay involved in the church life and that will give you a better chance to meet someone who has a similar relationship as you do with Jesus. And second, if you meet her through a friend or even if you meet her in a church type setting, you need to be specific from the get-go and asking questions about her faith before you proceed in pursuing her. And so that's the first paragraph. The first big foundational truth that we need to begin to, to talk to our kids about and somehow share with our kids that our desire for them, that God's desire for them, is that they are not unequally yoked when they are married and so do not be unequally yoked when you start dating and pursuing marriage. And so again, I don't know how old your kids are, but we do need to start thinking about this as parents, and we do need to, no doubt, do a better job than our parents did 
with us because there's no doubt about it. Marriage is a good gift from God, a great gift from God, but yet it is hard. Right? Two broken people trying to stay together, it is hard. And we as parents, again, are called to bring home our faith in the past, the truth of our faith, the truth of God's word to our children. So as we begin this series, my prayer over you is that we can all get through the, the awkwardness of this conversation that we are going to have so that we can get through the awkwardness of the conversation that we are going to have with our, our kids, our sons, and our daughters as they get ready to move into the future, as they learn how to express their sexuality, as they learn how to date, and ultimately the day when they get married. So may God bless you. May you bring this home today with your kids. May you begin the conversation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in to Bringing It Home. Join Pastor Justin at Trinity Lutheran Church this or any weekend. Check out trinityutica.com for the most up-to-date schedule. While you're there, click on the media library and select Bringing It Home to ask questions or to subscribe.